All right, we're live. Welcome, welcome to a great episode. We are kicking off our transformational series. And so I thank you for joining us for this first installation of four topics that we will discuss. And so we're gonna really dive into it. And today's session is gonna be a little longer than our previous sessions because this is you know our first series doing and i want to make sure that i give you some additional information that you can actually use and find helpful but before i do that just want to give a shout out to um just all of followers and people who have been supporting us um in our vision which is helping people to you know really make um just holistic changes as it relates to your health based on scripture so just want to give a shout out to all the individuals all over the countries. I have, you know, different people in different parts of the world, you know, whether it's Canada, um, Ghana, different places following us. So even on our podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor, and then on our social media accounts, YouTube, Facebook, the whole nine yards. So I want to give a shout out, mom, wife, um, siblings, sisters, and everybody else who follows. Just want to throw that shout out, and we're just going to keep providing just some great content. If you've been enjoying this um, free content, uh, I just want to keep up that cadence. So, any comments that you have, I would love for you to share them with me. And if this is your first time, make sure you hit that like icon, share it, and make sure you drop a comment. Okay, so. We are going to get into it. Today's topic is on spiritual growth. And let me back up two words, true spiritual growth. And so one of the things that I do want to cover is, you know, addressing the question of why is it important for me to, you know, really have a spiritual connection with God the Father. And then the other question is, how do I do that? And so we're going to start off with our verses which are foundational for us which is romans 12 verses 1 through 2 and as you can see i'm looking down because i have two different bibles and each one of them um, it's a different translation so i like to go back and forth so i can make sure that i'm getting you the best version so i'm going to start off reading romans 12 verse 1 and 2 and i'm going to read it a little slowly because i want you to really take in what i read but in Romans 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, brethren can also be translated as brothers and sisters in Christ, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so again, I have two different translations. Some words may be different from translation to translation, but hopefully um, <clears throat> you were pretty much able to follow along. But like I said, this is a meaty verse. And again, it's foundational for what we do. But I like to kind of start this way because Again, going back to our question of why it why is it important for me to 
you know, really want to desire spiritual growth as it relates to my health. And the best way I can tell you is going back to Genesis, which is the foundation for the Bible, because it starts off by saying, in the beginning, God. And so contrary to what you may have heard from scientists and evolutionists or someone giving a TED talk about, you know, there is no God who is over everything, they were lying, okay? Because the Bible pretty much tells us in Genesis 1, and this gives us the framework with how we move forward with so many decisions in our lives. You realize that because you don't know something, you take on a lot of these ideas and concepts, but you don't realize that a lot of them could have gone based off of another thought that was wrong from the beginning. And so I always like to go back to the beginning to see what is really true, because it's kind of like doing anything. If you're trying to lay a foundation, anything that is cracked as a leak, you try to build something on top of that, it will show, especially when you try to build more heavier materials or even materials that have great quality, that doesn't mean nothing if the foundation is faulty. And so this helps us to understand that context. And so you may be saying, well, I don't even know anything about Jesus. So why is this really important to my health? So I want to give you a quick version because with the time I have, I know that it would take a little bit more time for me to thoroughly explain it. But pretty much when we look from the Old Testament to the New Testament, we see that God pretty much made a covenant with the children of Israel. And when you read through the Old Testament, you see that there, there was this back and forth. God made a covenant and everything was supposed to go well. The children of Israel were supposed to be obedient, but because they decided to do wickedness and be disobedient, they ended up disobeying God and coming under the wrath of God. And God pretty much added sickness to some of the people, even killed some of the people. And then you had people who turned around and said, Lord, forgive us. God forgave them out of his goodness, mercy, and grace. And then they pretty much repeat the same thing over and over again. So you see this constant cycle where Israel was doing wickedness. God pretty much showed wrath on them. When wrath came and they couldn't bear it no more, they said, Lord, forgive us. Okay. And so that leads us to the New Testament where we have Jesus. And up from the time to where Jesus was born, to where he had his ministry, discipling, teaching, healing, all the way up until his death on the cross and his being resurrected on the third day, we see that, you know, in Isaiah, I couldn't pick out the, the actual chapter, but it talks about how he was bruised for our Trans, uh, he was uh, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And so this is pretty much God coming in the form of man, but also being deity, which in the Old Testament wasn't done before because you pretty much had a priest who would atone for the people's sin. It was like a certain act that was done. But then in the New Testament, Jesus pretty much came so that we would be redeemed. And so now 
you know, if we commit a sin and we are really uh, remorseful over that, we are really sorrowful over that, it convicts us, then we have the opportunity to do what Peter pretty much called the people to do in Acts when you read the chapter to repent, which is to change your mind about what you were doing that is wickedness towards God and to be baptized. And that is to be immersed in the water. And this signifies being buried with Christ, which means that I'm burying my old man, which means my old nature that wasn't appealing or it wasn't holy before God, as it's talked about in, in verse one, holy and acceptable. And so when I'm raised up, then I am a new creation, as it talks about in, I believe, 1 Corinthians. And when we really understand this context, we, we can see, okay, this is why it's important for me to really be in a true relationship, as well as why it's important for my spiritual development. Because this verse, this first verse in Romans 12 will make sense when you really understand the background in terms of why all of this is important. And so I pretty much gave you the quick snippet overview but once you really read through it, you'll also have that realization. And you can read about Jesus when you look at the books in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which pretty much give each a different account, but they pretty much touch upon the same thing. And so <clears throat> when we look at this verse, just going back to it, it says, in view, in view of the mercies of God, which means that God didn't give us what we deserved, when we committed wickedness, I urge you to present your bodies. And so that means in everything that we do that we are presenting our bodies before God. And so when it comes to how we think, how we eat, or even what we watch or listen to, this is pretty much what I live by. And again, I don't tell anybody anything or even share anything that I'm not doing myself. I live this. I do it every day, and I'm not saying that to boast, but I'm just saying that this is what I really believe in, is really taking every thought and thinking about, okay, am I really doing this unto God, okay? Or am I really doing this for myself? And so that helps me to ensure that, okay, whatever decision I decide to make, whether it comes to food, how I think, even if the way someone treated me, how am I really thinking? How is my heart? Is my heart really a, I guess, kind of like a reservoir for just thoughts? And we realize that we, when we have the, the Spirit of God just dwelling in us, He pretty much feeds us His thoughts when we are in alignment with Him. And this is what it says when we present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And so I want to give you pretty much going into the second question in terms of well, how do I really live this out in terms of giving myself in this true spiritual growth? How do I really do it? Um, because I can tell you so many different messages, so many things in the media that would tell you, this is what you should do. This is how you should live your life. And this is pretty much how life should be. But I want to just let you know that when you start to read the Bible and you start to take it seriously, you will start to see a lot of things that will go contrary to what society has told you. And I'm going to dive into it in just a few uh, minutes. But I want you to keep in mind, verse 9. So 
jump into verse two, it says, do not be conformed to this age. And some translations read, do not be conformed to this world or the patterns of this world. And that means that this world has a way of doing things, such as if someone cuts you off, then a person may say, you need to be direct. Or a group of people who have commonly agreed upon it may say, you should be direct. Or I give you another one, the laws. A law may say, well, it's okay for you to, you know, drink alcohol at this age, but it doesn't mean that God wants you to do that, okay? So I want you to realize that while, you know, the Bible encourages us to obey the laws, we are to obey the laws unless it disagrees with the Word of God, okay? And there are many laws that I can tell you that do <clears throat> not align with the Word of God. But going on, it says, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And again, the way that you are renewed in your mind is really allowing God's perspective to influence what you think is right. So a point example is you may say, well, I'm used to going in the store and I'm used to just getting whatever I want to and trying to make uh, make the cashier of the person think that there was something wrong with the price even though I switched it. Just giving an example. Well, God's way of saying, hey, I don't want you to steal that because that is, you know, just uh, misconduct, number one. And you're also being manipulative and you're being deceiving, okay? So I don't want you to do that. And so sometimes when we start to really understand what God calls us to do, it may go in conflict with a lot of things that you may not agree with. But again, it goes back to how seriously are you and do you really believe in the word? Do you really believe in God's word that his word is going to sustain you? And I know some people may feel like, well, living for God is boring. Like there's so many rules, but you have to realize that with anything, there is a boundary in order for you to enjoy the the full benefits, okay? It's like playing basketball. You can't step out of bounds and shoot a shot and think that shot is going to count. If you're out of bounds, then you're out of bounds. You turn the ball over. And so you have to realize that the same applies when it comes to really, you know, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to really invite the Holy Spirit to guide us in our thinking. And so, again, like I mentioned, practical steps to doing this. And I want to just show you, like, again, some things that people may not like or they may find hard truths. The Bible actually says, and again, this is what it means to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I like Romans chapter 12 because this is a meaty chapter. It doesn't talk about things that you may necessarily want to hear. It's going to talk about the things that you should actually do if you really do claim the name of Jesus and are really desiring to follow him. So <clears throat> when it comes to verse 9, it says, let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil, cling to what is good. In some translations, it says, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Okay. And then it also goes on to say, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters outdo 
one another in showing honor. And then I'm switching over to versions. It says, it says, not lacking in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to hospitality. So it's a lot of things that we are called to do, you know, when it comes to spiritual growth in this chapter. And, and that helps us to really not think that, you know, calling on the name of Christ is just it. Because some people have done it. I love God and that's it. You know, if I see somebody, I may give them something. But then it's kind of like omitting all of these things that it talks about from verse 9 through 13. And there's more after that. But that is just to give you a snippet of what it means to really walk in spiritual growth and true spiritual growth. And I just want to give you an actual example of what it looks like to love or, or to um, love one another. You know, in the, it's in another translation that talks about love your enemy. And I believe that's um, in Matthew. And I recall a, an event where I was driving into work and I made the right turn. And as I had turned onto this road, I had to stop because a truck, kind of like a, a semi-truck, was pretty much in the middle of the road, or it was pretty much taking up two roads. And so I pretty much had to stop, as well as the cars behind me. So I couldn't move at all. And so I was I didn't really see a contractor outside because sometimes you would you would see a contractor who may have the cones, safety cones with the um, con constructor hats, um, the hard hats. But I didn't see nobody outside, so I just saw a truck that was backing up. And I was just thinking to myself, why is the truck backing up and there's no one guiding it from side to side or even behind it giving instructions? And so I pretty much just kept a good distance and I allowed the truck to back up. You know, I just waited patiently. I wasn't in a rush. I was probably, you know, a meter or two away from work. So I was like, okay, I'm going to let you back up. But in the process, as the truck backed up and I actually saw who he was, it wasn't like I was making a face at him. I had my hands on the wheel and I was just ready to go. And in the process, the truck driver pretty much looked at me and flicked me off. And whatever he said, but he pretty much proceeded to back it up. And I tell you that. I didn't know where that came from, but all I knew was that's the devil. That's demonic right there because no reason. It's kind of like, what did I do? No reason. And so what I did was I just prayed. I prayed, Lord, whatever is going on, you in control because I don't know how to really approach this. All I know is something happened that I don't agree with and I know you don't agree with. So I'm just going to put it into your hands because you told me that I should pray for my enemies, um, that I shouldn't curse anyone in the New Testament, okay? And so when I did that, it really helped me because I realized that if I hadn't read what I read in the scriptures, then I wouldn't have known how to respond. And I think it's very important that when we do desire to um, grow spiritually true 
spiritual growth, it does require us to really understand what God has called us to do, you know, especially as it relates to our health goals, because when you have unforgiveness and so much bitterness in your soul, that can actually shorten your lifespan and it can cause you to have so many health problems that even doctors cannot even diagnose what is really going on with you because I've seen that where people would have or exhibit like health issues, but the doctor just could not pinpoint where, where the source of it was coming from. And sometimes you have to realize that what you conceal or what you allow the enemy to hide behind and use as kind of like bait or just use as ammunition, that's not doing you any good. So that's why the Bible calls us to confess our sins to one another, pray for one another, that we may be healed to not allow sin to linger anywhere in our soul, but that we confess it, get rid of it, and just let it go. It's luggage that we do not need. And so that's why I want to share with you is if you have any luggage that you do not need, let it go. You know, repent of that sin. Just call on God to just say, Lord, I have been carrying this too long and I do not want to carry this. It's not worth it. And you even said in your word, take my yoke, which is light and easy. Okay. All you who are heavy laden. Okay. And so I believe in that, and I just want to share that with you. If you enjoyed this first installation, I want you to show us some love because trust me, it's only going to get better and better. And so again, hope that you enjoyed these scriptures. Again, I came from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. And I really just want you to really take time to study these scriptures because when it comes to true spiritual growth, one of the best ways to grow is really just having that one-on-one -on -one time, studying the Word, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to you things that you may not know. Even sometimes you may have to look at different translations to understand the words, but still praying in the Holy Spirit, praying the Word to God that He will reveal to you things to help you as you are really growing. And so that's my goal, just helping you on this journey because I want to see you at your best and I don't want to see you nothing less. You know, the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy as it talks about in John 10, 10. But Jesus says that he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So if you believe in that, then make sure that you hit this like and subscribe button. Appreciate your love and just your, um, just your attendance, um, just supporting us. So again, um, you can also make sure you can follow us on uh, different podcasts, outlets, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to uh, podcasts, or even if you have time to watch this, you know, make sure you give it a play or two. I would appreciate that. And again, make sure you tune in for our next three installations. They are going to get better and better. So until next time, I hope that you enjoy your evening, day, morning, wherever you are, and God bless you.